Welcome to the Secrets of High Demand Coaches podcast, where I interview some of the best coaches in the business to find their secrets and share them with the world. I'm Scott Ritzheimer, founder and CEO of Scale Architects, and we help founders and leaders find the right coach at the right time so they can achieve the predictable success they deserve. And a huge part of that is helping great coaches do great work that creates enormous demand for their services with way less effort. If you're a high demand coach, I'd absolutely love to share your story and expertise as well. So stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome. Welcome once again to the Secrets of the High Demand Coach podcast. And I am here with yet another high demand coach, and that is the one and only Patty Mara. She spent the last 20 years helping companies and individuals to take a fresh look at the way people operate. This unique insight helps them to reach their full potential, enhancing customer experiences and dramatically increasing their growth, customer retention, and profit. Now, in her coaching business, Patty's always looking for what she calls the shifting point. It's that one piece of the puzzle that opens up a new level of results. She's also the author of Up Solutions, Turning Your Team into Heroes and Customers into Raving Fans. And she's also the creator of Up Solutions Team Success Training and the Business Accelerator Blueprint. And Patty, I am so excited to have you here on the show. And what I'd like to do before we get into, because there's so much in here that we can unpack and, and I'm excited about our conversation, but I'd love to just take a couple steps back to start. Tell us a little bit about what you were doing before you were coaching and consulting and how you ultimately decided to make the leap. Perfect. Well, thank you, Scott. A pleasure to be on your Secrets of the High Demand Coach podcast. Um, So it's an interesting piece. When I started to figure out what next, um, and the, the obvious evolution was coaching, Um, When I actually reflected back, pretty much everything I did, regardless of what I did, was I coached. You know, when I held a sales position, my method of selling was to anyone who would talk to me, I'd find it about their business and what were their, you know, leverage points and what were their constriction points. And I would coach them. And when they saw value, they would buy what I was selling. So, um, So it's an interesting piece. What got me down the path of customer experience was working in a small bookstore, chain bookstore, when I was going through university, and I had a really great manager, and she taught all of us that whenever somebody came in the store, we stopped what we were doing, we um, found if they were looking for something, we took them to the section, put the book in their hand. If we didn't have it, we made alternatives, or we tried to order it in, and just fully focused when customers were in the store, they were our total mm. focus. There was no yeah. sidebar conversations. So an interesting piece of that was, um, and what stayed with me, first of all, it was fun, mostly students as team members, and we had almost no turnover. Um, and at the end of the year, we doubled our gross revenue. Wow. So profitable. Yeah. Right? So Anyways, yeah. it was it was a real it stayed with me. And that was that was in the late 80s. And, and that really stayed with me. So, you know, trying to figure out where I fit in my 30s, 
Um, and I came across an organization called Strategic Coach, and I hadn't even recognized that I was coaching until I was in a structured coach program. Right. And then that everything t- took off from there. Amazing. Amazing. So one of the things that fascinated me uh, by your bio and as I was looking through your site and, and LinkedIn and everything was your your kind of dual focus, if you will, on customer experience, external facing and teamwork, internal facing, which, you know, in, in the industry, lots of times you have customer experience folks and you'll have kind of organizational design or, or you know, leadership management. Um, but very few people tie those two together, which, especially in the world of small business, is absolutely essential. And, and again, when you have these large businesses that become so focused on themselves, it becomes a really, really big deal again? How do we get focused back on the customers? So uh, we heard little bits and pieces of this, but why is it that you're so, uh, that there's such a heavy conviction that you have to drive both? Yes. So um, it's a really important point, Scott. So thank you for focusing on it. It's, for me, it's, it's hand in glove or bookends, you know, um, I only work with entrepreneurial businesses. I, I actually describe myself as a passionate advocate for locally owned businesses, right? I mm. believe that thriving local businesses is a thriving community. Um, and most of them don't realize that what they sell isn't their business. It's just a vehicle for creating value and the value is your business. So that really was my starting point. It's like for yeah. business. For business owners to really understand where the the power was, what differentiated them, why people chose them, what that was, and defining mm-hmm. that. But as soon as you do that, you have to engage the team because your team are the ones delivering the experience. Is it right. an aligned experience to the value or does it take away from the value? Does it end up, you know, if you define and start communicating why choose your business and then your team doesn't deliver an aligned experience then, you know, you're back to being commoditized. You completely negate. You're back to being judged just on what you sell. So the team focus, um, and it's, there are just a couple layers with that. A lot of businesses, first of all, all owners tend to be good at whatever their business is. And what was it? The um, E-Myth, you know, well, I'm going to say, you know, the E-Myth with building structure around you when you're good at whatever the business is. And then um, strategic coach in the book, who not how, with having the right people in place, right? You have to right. have to have the right people in place, but then they need to be set up to win. Mm. And what I found is that when you create an environment for the team to win, when they tap into the purpose of their role, yeah. in other words, they get to show up every day and have an impact. Purpose-led passion really mm. is what you're tapping into. Yeah. It's like you wake up this incredibly productive machine that's engaged, that's committed, that shows up to make a difference, that works well with each other, that creates great experiences, that engages the customer. And that, for me, I think it's the most important profit center in a business. Mm. And focusing on that, it ties into you have to communicate the value up front. You have to differentiate your business. But that piece becomes this engine in a business. Yeah. And and that, for me, that's just um uh, fun it's playful it's fun it's engaging it's rewarding um it turns everything on its head 
Yeah. Uh, so I love that you you've kept using this word again and again, uh, and I believe intentionally. But like we actually call the stage that most of these businesses function in fun. It's actually the name of the stage is very very technical term. I know, but you know you get it up off the ground, right? We call that early struggle. You get out of early struggle, and you're in the second stage called fun, and uh, and that's where you know most kind of locally owned businesses should actually stay, right? There's not necessarily a need to scale up into some massive thing. Sure that's wonderful and and you know it's a lot of it's a lot of fun in its own way but there's something really special about that fun stage about the relative simplicity of it what i've found though is that most uh owners uh especially you know founders don't recognize they the fun stage until they've left it Mm-hmm. Right. One of the one of the main things we get because I do a lot of work in the next stage which is called whitewater, not fun. Right. And and we we actually realized uh, less uh, the guy who's creating the model, my business partner, now realized he struggled for the longest time to name the fun stage. Right. He's like, what is it? Organic growth? No, that's kind of boring. Is it? You know, what is it? And he realized no one comes and says I'm in the fun stage. What they do is they come in whitewater and say it's not fun anymore. Mm-hmm. And so what I what I love about your approach to it is you've had the experience of being in a fun environment, right? Mm-hmm. And you caught how uh, how special that is. It's not just about the profit and everything. It's about genuinely structuring an organization that can have fun because that's actually the best way to drive profit in that fun stage. So I, I love that. Now, the challenge with it, though, like I mentioned, is that most folks don't realize they're in fun, right? Not until it's gone. They're so concerned about all of the challenges because it's not easy, right? There's so many things going on, especially for a founder. They're doing the work, right, to an extent while they're also trying to get a team moving in the same direction. And and that can be a challenge, right? So how do you help folks? The biggest thing is I just don't have time for this, right? And also, like, what's wrong with these people is a big question that they're asking, right? So how do you help them to take those first couple of steps in in the direction of moving toward an aligned team around an aligned you know customer promise what what's the how do you get that snowball rolling yes perfect and and you said something scott i don't have time for this so an interesting piece of the puzzle is i i talk about setting your team up to win and i believe there are four pillars of team success uh, and I'll go through them. I'll go through them quickly because they're not complicated, but each of the four pillars are time generators. Mm. So it takes effort to put them in place. However, um, when you have them in place, your team's working together. You're not dealing with issue after issue after, after issue. What's what's the what's the rule of thumb? You want to systematize the routine so you can humanize the exception. Mm. So we need this. You know, the four pillars is that team structure. So the first pillar is understanding the why of your business, right? You know, the communicating the value, why choose you? And your team needs to understand what that is because they're the ones delivering that. The second pillar are position agreements. That's beyond job descriptions. Job descriptions usually um, identify the tasks in a role. A position agreement um, goes, you know, identifies the task, but what's the standards of success? Yeah. What's the outcome and how does this role contribute to the overall success of the business? So you want to identify results, not just tasks. Right. 
the third, and your team's already doing it. So it's not like you have to recreate the wheel. It's a minute of capturing what your team's doing. The third pillar is team communication. And it's a fundamental, if you do not have some level of basic communication in place, your team's making it up. And most of the time they're making it up wrong and you're frustrated and they're frustrated and they don't fill in the loop. Yeah. Right. So um, basic communication once a week, huddle could be daily, but at least once a week, huddle, maybe once a week, an hour long training, once at twice a year, a retreat. Um, But the very basic is a weekly huddle. The fourth pillar is regular feedback. So not just what's not working, but also what is working. Right. Rule of of thumb is five to one, right? Five to one acknowledging wherever we put our attention, that's what expands. Yeah. So we want to reinforce what is working while also dealing with what's not working. And a key piece with this, one of the things I hear this a lot actually at the moment is we just can't find good people. So all of a sudden I'm seeing business owners not hold their team accountable, not put the structure in place, afraid to rock the boat because they don't want to lose who they have because it's hard to hire hire someone new. Yeah. And the problem with that, it's actually causing, it's causing what you don't want. Um, Oh, what's his name now? Scott. um, uh, There's a really, really good book and I'll see if it comes to me. Um, He, 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 Qualifies A players, B players, C players. A players show up and you just let them loose and they're going to produce results. You know, almost like give them the structure, give them the context and let them go. B players produce results, but you have to manage them. And C players are disengaged actively or passively. They're disengaged. Maybe they're the wrong fit in the wrong wrong role, but they're disengaged. So um, the challenge is if you don't create an environment for for A players to win, they will leave. Right. They will not, your best team members will not stay in an environment that they cannot win. So if you, talking about time generators, it's like this vicious wheel. And of course, the owner's frustrated. And of course, the team's frustrated. Right. So, the, yeah, and there's so much in there. Um, you know, changing personnel is, is, you know, it seems like one of the obvious choices, right? But it tends to be one of the harder ones as well. So... Uh, And to your point, you can swap everybody out, but if you swap in all A players and you haven't built an environment for them to thrive, it's not going to help much. So um, going back to this idea of how do we, how do we start getting some momentum in this? uh, Do you work those four pillars in that order Uh, or, or how do you, how do you do that with a client? Um, You know, not necessarily, they don't have to be in order. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there was a, there's a flow to the four pillars, one through four. But really, my first thing, if I was to start anywhere, would be having weekly huddles. If the if a right. team, if a company aren't having at a minimum a weekly huddle, I would start there. Now, saying that, there are some uh, businesses that we started with getting clarity and position agreements first. But the lower hanging fruit are the weekly huddles. And I'm talking right. 15, 20 minutes. Everyone reports on what they accomplished last week. They talk, you know, talk about what the key focus is this week. Everyone says what they're going to accomplish this week that they're going to report on in the next week. Basic structure, but that alone will shift the culture in the company. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Um, all right. So 
and, and there's so many different routes to running this, but I, there's a question that I like to ask all of uh, all of my guests, and and I I don't want to miss it with you. I'm excited to hear what you have to say, uh, and it's this: what's the what's the one thing you know, the biggest secret that you wish wasn't a secret at all? What's that one thing that you wish everybody listening today knew? That your team is the most important profit driver in your business. Wow. You have to invest in your team. You have it's you could say that it's the owner's responsibility to create a thriving, growing, profitable business. And part of that is creating an environment, the culture that the team get to win. Mm. And if you do that, it's like you unlock productivity and profit in your business. Let them go. Yeah. Yeah. And just for a second, because it, I know, and I've been there a couple of times, but like when you're down in it, right, you're in just that, like you're out of time, you've hired a bunch of people, you don't necessarily know how to manage them well. You feel like you're out over your skis. It, it's exhausting, right? You just wake up every day exhausted. So paint us a little bit of a picture, maybe even a story from a client where you 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 met them there, right? You helped them get these four pillars in place. What does life look like on the other side of that? Mm, absolutely. Well, that you know, you talked about fun. I talk about freedom, right? So the other side of that, it's literally, and and um, Scott, you kind of talked about this when if an entrepreneur has started their business, they went through that scrapping phase. It's like just figuring out what the model was, what they were selling, building a team, you know, building a marketplace um, and figuring out how it actually works. For, you know, the design is one thing, the practical is another. Right. So you go through that scrapping phase and it's, it's kind of like you have to be a rugged individual, right? You have to get things done. But when you go to the next phase, which is developing your team, which is putting that infrastructure in place, which is the who, not how, which is, you know, creating an environment for them to win. The other side of that is freedom. Mm. So all of a sudden, the an owner or an entrepreneur can spend time in growing the business. And often that's what they're passionate about, what they love to do. Problem yeah. solving, you know, figuring out what next. Um but you can only do that when you've really created an environment for your team to thrive. That's so true. That is so true. Uh, so good. Uh, next question here. I'm going to shift gears on you a little bit and then love to hear. I know that this is resonating with some folks and they're like, I have to know more. So we'll, we'll, we'll help folks find out, uh, out how to get with you in just a moment. But before we get there, I'm going to have you take off your coach, consultant, advisor hat, put on your CEO hat of your own, if you will, and talk to us a little bit about what the next stage of growth looks like for you and your business and what challenge or challenges you think you'll have to overcome to get there. Perfect. Well, um, Scott, to answer that, I'll go back because um, I uh, live just outside of Toronto, Canada, and going through the last several years, we went through almost two years of lockdown. Mm -hmm. I had to completely rejig my business model because what I used to do before was, in fact, in my main target audience are independent pharmacy owners. And so um, uh, I used to travel and do on-sites wow. and I couldn't do that. So that had me create this um, online program that I do a combination of live uh, coaching and a, a three month, you know, weekly training that's um, it's all captured and just delivered in a drip. And uh, so and 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 yet that took off well beyond what I expected it to. So oh, all of a sudden, you know, it's just exploded. And um, uh, we have an app coming out. So. Um, 
pharmacy success is is our is our new app coming out and we'll have a free four pillars training in the app it's uh so we're quite excited about that um so that's our next piece is you know a little bit harnessing technology um going beyond the current market uh and expanding and seeing what i i like to say you know I launched what I thought would be successful, and then I paid attention to what people wanted more of. And so we're going in that. So I've already got I've got um, some coaches being developed within our organization. So we're in the scale. We're very Fantastic. much in the scale phase, and 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 having fun with it. How exciting! How exciting! Very cool. All right. So again, I, I know there's some folks listening to this right now, and they're like, "Yes, yes, and yes." You know, they're in that place of you know, uh, they're exhausted, they're worn out, but they know that that it can be better, and uh, and and they just resonating with what you had to say. How can how can they find out more about what you do uh, in in your business? Um, but perfect. Thank you, Scott. So, um, my website is pattymara.com. And um, we've created a special uh, page, a resource page. It actually is a tool that people can download called the Touchpoint Scorecard and a short training on how to use it. It's a way for your team to start looking from your customer's perspective. Uh, and that is pattymara.com forward slash secrets for secrets of a high demand coach. Um, and then there's actually a, there is actually a, we're just ba- basically developing the website right now, but pharmacysuccess.com. Uh, and on that page, you can actually download the Four Pillars ebook. Mm. Amazing. Amazing. So uh, Patty Mara, that's P-A-T-T-I-M-A-R-A.com slash secrets and pharmacy success, was it? Dot com. Yes. I love it. So head on over there, get the grab some of those resources. I had a chance to check out Patty's site earlier and just full of fantastic information and you will not be disappointed. Well, Patty, thank you so much for being on the show. It was an absolute pleasure having you here. And for everyone listening today, your time and attention mean the world to us. I hope you got as much out of this conversation as I did. And I cannot wait to see you next time. Take care. Scott Ritzheimer here. Thank you so much for listening to the Secrets of High Demand Coaches podcast. If you are a successful coach, consultant, or advisor who's built a strong book of business and would like to be on the program, please visit go.scalearchitects.com. And if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media and just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials? If you know someone who'd be a great guest, you can tag them on social media to let them know about the show. And make sure you include the hashtag high demand coaching. I love seeing your posts. I love seeing your guest suggestions. Thank you so much. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any of those episodes. Go ahead and subscribe now. Your thumbs up, your ratings, your reviews, they go a long way to help us promote the show and they mean a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, you can go to our website, www.scalearchitects.com, or you can follow me or the company on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you.